Uh, oh, this is <laughs> this is uh, this is a podcast we play D and D with each other. No, just had to ask. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Make Believe Heroes, an actual play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Paul, and tonight I'm joined by a few of my friends. (laughs) Hey, guys, it's Jeremy, and I play Saul. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjord. I'm Alan, and I play Brackle. And now we are ready to get back into some Dungeons & Dragons, but first... Let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. Our three adventurers found themselves in the home of the enemy himself, Braxton Tarek. Or is he? Great question. Maybe he's a patsy. Or you know, who even knows, right? Who even knows? But you guys were there in his home. It's supposed to be over for dinner. It's supposed to be a, an interesting night of learning more of, about Braxton Tarek and kind of feeling the place out. Instead... Kjork spent some time in the kitchens. Saul spent some time in there talking to Braxton. Brackle spent some time breaking people's arms in the foyer. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Like one do. Like he do. There was a brawl between the new hired help for seemingly protection that Braxton has brought in to kind of guard the place. It was basically them versus the Branshire hired servants, the ones that work in the kitchen and, you know, cleaning and things like that. In the end, you all were able to reconcile miraculously due to some smooth talking by Saul. Yeah, so smooth. But in the end, you all were sent to your rooms to spend the night, get a full night's rest, question mark? Perhaps that's where we're going to pick it up. When we ended, Saul, you had lain down on the floor in your room, still clothed and armed to the teeth, blanketed up and ready to get a little bit of rest up until the agreed time that you all would Mm -hmm. scope the place. Kjorg, we left you jumping on the bed. Did you ever lay down, or did you just keep jumping? Oh, I was just jumping away. Oh, jumping on the bed. And, of course, looking for anything valuable in the room. And Brackle? I am getting some rest waiting for our agreed-upon 3.33 meeting. I like it. So a couple of hours pass, and, you know, well, I'll say a couple, a few hours pass. You know, once I say when you all went to your room, it's probably somewhere around 10, more or less. You know, you've got some time in your room to take a rest Depending on what your plans are, you could take a short rest if you need to regain some hit points. Uh, if you don't, then you don't need to. Does anyone do that? Yes, he do. You do? Yes. You do? Yeah, I mean... I don't need to. I just do. So I think you're full up, aren't you? Yeah, I'm full up on hit points. I think I'm just going to keep watch. Okay. We, I think we should try to get a long rest tonight if we can, though, because I'm all out of spell slots. Well, you get a long rest and we will hold up. Which y'all possible? aren't, like, together. No, we're not. I, I can see the hallway, though. I left my door open, and I'm laying in the floor smoking a cigar, kind of, like, propped up. Yeah. With, I mean, so. there's no one, like, wandering your halls that you've seen, and you know, especially early in the night. If you wanted to step over to one of the other guy's rooms, it's totally possible. Um, I'm just going to chill for an hour or two and kind of listen to what's going on in the house. I just want to okay. hear who, how many people go upstairs, how many people go downstairs. I want to kind of hear where Braxton in particular, if I hear him ever go upstairs to his room. 
you hear some footsteps going up the stairs and down the stairs through the night. I mean, there'd be no way for you to tell if any of them were Braxton or not. So, Kjorg, you take a short rest and go back up to full health, right? I'm all the way up. Do either of you go to sleep? What do you do? I rest, but don't sleep. Okay, when it gets closer to time, I'm just going to, after laying there on the floor for hours, smoking lots of cigars, I'm running out of cigars in my coat, I'm going to leave the blankets. No, I'm going to take a blanket. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up in a blanket. Okay. And I'm going to walk over, and I'm going to poke my head around and look in Brackle's door. Okay. You step out of the hallway, and is, is this at the appointed time? Yeah, Let, pretty close. close. Pretty close. Brackle, is your door open or closed? Closed. You knock. No. Open it. I walk up, and I slowly open it. There's no one in the hallway, is there? No. Okay. Slowly open the door. Walk in. Okay. Brackle, Saul walked into your room. I big blanket on. Sit up and say hi. Shh, shh, shh. Quiet, quiet. Have you ever been on a uh, torture excursion before? Can't say that I have. A torture excursion. Oh, you're in for a treat tonight, good peasant. <laughs> you still calling him a peasant? Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. So, uh, it's it's not quite time yet. Perhaps we wait just a little bit longer for the witching hour, and we go and wake up Kjorg. Sounds good. I'm going to chill. Okay. Uh, I just want to go up and kind of keep a watch at the doorway, do some perception checks, and see if there's anyone that's going to see me go towards the staircase that goes upstairs. Okay. You step out of the hallway, and your objective is to scope the hall and the stairs and everything, see if anyone's out there, what's going on, etc. Yep. Is there anything at all that's going to prohibit me from making it up the stairs? Okay. I'm going to need two things. First thing is a perception check. My perception's not that great, guys. But it's a 19. On the dice? On or the dice. Is that, that's total, isn't it? Yeah, I don't have a modifier on That's it. really good. I also need a stealth check. Oh, we're getting stealthy up in here. Roll that stealth. I got a plus four on my stealth. Ooh, it's a 20, non-natural. Okay, so great rolls. All right, Saul, he feels like he's in his element. His roguish senses are coming in keen right now, and he slinks down the hallway right to the edge where the wall opens up on the left side to the banister beside the staircase. And peering down... It's not well lit, but it's lit with some low-burning candles in the foyer. and You can see someone stationed, I'll say stationed because that's the best word you'd use to describe it, in front of the door. And a quick glance, you know, you just kind of quick peek around the door and jerk back. Mm-hmm. You notice that it looks like one of the guys that was down there earlier, the one that dropped his sword when you walked in, the one that, was, that slashed the back of the servant, mm-hmm. is standing there. He's got his sword back on his hip, and he is standing in front of the door, Kind of leaning against it, looking around, picking his teeth. Mm, awesome. Okay, I'm going to go back to Brackle's room. Okay. Okay, Brackle. There's a guard at the staircase. I'm thinking I can lure him downstairs, and whenever that happens, the three of us need to be prepared to, to head on up. Good plan. I say we go and, and rouse Kjorg. Let's get to rousing. So, back down the hallway into Kjorg's room. Okay. Kjorg, is your door open or closed? Open. Okay, the door's open. I'm just picking my nose on the bed. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, wow. I'm going to walk in, and I'm going to hold a finger up to my lips and get close and be like, please, be quiet. There's a guard on the stairs. I'm going to get him to go away, and we're going to try to make it upstairs to Braxton's room. The guard. If anything goes south, we're expecting you to take that guard out. I could take anybody out. I, I bet that's the case, but 
let's see if we can avoid it. We want, don't want to alert anyone if we don't have to. No alertions. No alertions. Excellent, excellent verbiage. Zero alertions. <laughs> okay, you all wait right here at the doorway, and I'll give a signal in just a moment. What I want to do mm-hmm. is I want to go back out into the hallway, or if I don't have to go all the way out into the hallway, that's fine. But I want to use... I cast magic missile at the darkness. <laughs> I attack the darkness. <laughs> I'm going to go, and just so it's like just down the stairs, I just want to, I don't know if it's deception or not, but I would like to, um, just because it, it says I can make like a knock or a Okay, a, is a it noise. just you out here? Neither yeah, the yeah. Two have joined you they're, yet? they're staying in the hallway, in the room, and I'll motion them to run when we get the opportunity. Okay, just just. To- clear the air on this as we enter into this seek stealth check whatever of the house we're going to play it kind of like fast and loose like a skills challenge it's not a skills challenge in the sense that there are no set number of successes and failures it's just that for most things you're going to do not everything mm-hmm. i want you to roll a skill now if you wind up in a fight well you know you, it'll be a fight but utilize your skills to the best of your ability so you're wanting to use thaumaturgy. Okay, what exactly are you want to do? I want to make a noise that okay. sounds like there's something going down the stairs, like in front of the guy. So he goes away from the doorway. I want him to go down. I want him to be alerted and go down and check the bottom layer. Okay, so where you're at and what you know of the floor beneath you, underneath where you are is like a hall that leads down toward the dining hall, a door that leads toward the kitchens. There's the bathroom. There's the mayor's office on the far left. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, which where are you trying to lead him? Wait, we're, are we on the first floor or the second floor? Second floor. I want to lead him down the stairs. So like, he's on the main floor. Oh, he's on the main floor. Yes, he is. So he's downstairs from us already. He is. Now he had his full vision of you if you step out past that wall. I see. So mm-hmm. he's standing down there looking up the stairs. He's yeah. He's just kind of scanning the room, looking around. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Full of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Just a just box. knock on the wall. Um. <laughs> What was that? It's just a box. Can I... I'm on the right side of the house. Yes. Can I make like a knocking noise at the the mayor's office? Sure. Hello. That's what I want to do. I want to try to deceive him into going that way. Uh, Go go look at the door? Yes. And let me ask you this. Once, if he does, what are you going to do? The point is to signal my friends to go up to the next level. Your friends are in their rooms. They're in... Cured room, the We're closest to. Room. So, to be clear, are Brackle and Cured kind of like standing there at the ready behind you, more or less? Together? More or less, yes. Okay. Brackle? Yes. Here's what it looks like. Let me give you a little bit of a better picture. He's standing kind of to the left of the door. You're looking down at the door. He's here. There's the door. Farther down the left, if you're facing the front of the house, is a doorway that leads to his office. So, you're wanting to bring him that way, right? Yes, because he's on the main floor. He's not yes, on our he is. floor. That's correct. I want to move him away from he's not looking up the stairs. Okay, so if fine. we were to go up the stairs, he's not going to see us. Totally fine. Okay. I need you to roll me. Right, let's just call it Arcana. Arcana. It's a plus two. It's not that great. It's a natural one. It did jump up on my phone. It's a natural one. But it's a natural one. Okay. I would like to remind you in this moment that you do, in fact, have an inspiration point. Do I have an inspiration? Don't remind him. Because I was going to give you one earlier, but you already had one. Let's just make Mm. things interesting. No, no, no. No, I'm definitely going to use that. I'm just reminding you. I mean, I'm just reminding you. I'm not saying it's going to fix all your problems. Oh, my. Do you want another nat one? (laughs) 
You rolled double net ones. Double natural ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You rolled double natural twenties the oh other day. Oh boy, you did. man! Did I do is, it? Yeah. <clears throat> oh man! <laughs> oh my luck! You use the cantrip, which you've used so many times before, and it's you know it, it's it's comes natural to you. You know what I mean? But for some stupid reason. It's kind of like you're throwing your voice, more or less, making this knock, Mm -hmm. but it hits the banister right in front of you. When you use it, it's like you kind of have to amp it up to do it farther away. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was ready to be a a quiet noise 30 feet away, Mm -hmm. but where it hit closer, for some reason, it was really loud. It sounds like somebody (laughs) dropped something really hard, and his eyes just dart up because it hits that sound pings from probably inches from where you're standing. And it, and it cracks, and the dude immediately looks up, and when he does, he just starts kind of walking swiftly your way up the steps. I quickly duck back in the room and be like, um, guys, he's on his way up here. Uh, we need to silently, like, you know, put him to sleep, or, or, you know, the gig's up. We look like very strange situation. We're all in the same room right now. Let's let's lure him in here and knock yeah. him out. What do you say? What do you say, Brackle? Can we, can we knock him out? We can knock him out. You think you got it? Maybe you guys get on each side of the doorway? Maybe we both punch him. In the, the dude jaw. is at the top of the steps, and he is walking. He is one second from seeing. Okay, me. when you say that, I'm getting on one side of the doorway. Okay, he comes up the stairs, and as he's getting close to me, after they're poised and ready to go, uh-huh. and he's about to about to round him. Um, excuse me, is there is there someone there? You you startled him. He's like walking past the door right as you say it. He looks and he sees you sitting there, and he's like, "What are you doing out of bed?" Oh my gosh, did you hear that noise? Uh, yeah. Was it you? It was in here. Check this out. And I turn around and I like take two steps in the room okay. to try to get him to take steps into the room. All right. Throw me a persuasion. If this isn't at one, I'm <laughs> leaving. <laughs> it's a six on the dice. Okay. Plus plus five. So it's an 11. Okay. He's not very wise, apparently. <clears throat> Thank God. So he's like, from. it didn't sound like it was coming from in your room. And he steps through the door. Punch him the chin. <laughs> okay. You want to try and just one hit punch him, knock him clean out. Yes. All right. Give me a give me an attack roll. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Attack roll. Yeah, it's, it'll be like an unarmed attack roll. Go ahead. It's a plus five to hit. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's a thirteen. Okay. Brackle. It's time for you to. You should do the same thing. <laughs> That's fine. If you want to, if you want to get involved as well, go for it. Okay. Uh, attack roll with unarmed strike. I'm guessing. Yeah. Unless you want to use a weapon. Nah. <laughs> uh, unarmed strike. It's an eleven. Oh boy. Okay, so Kjorg, you do hit him, but it just kind of knocks him back. And when you hit him, Brackle swings at him, but Brackle swings right where he was before you hit him <laughs> and misses him. And the guy stumbles back into the bed and says, "What? What's going on?" I'm and he turns j- towards you. I'm gonna jump on top of him and cut his throat right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> roll it! Right, oh no! Right there. Roll it. It is done. Please be twenty. Oh, please, God. Help it. That's a 19 on the dice. Oh, you jump on him. Oh, I'm going to say you can coup de gras this guy. Oh, my God. You just, you know, like jumping up with your hands up in the air like a cat. You land on his chest and just swipe your dagger across his throat. And blood starts pouring out all over your bed. There's no blankets on it, but, you know. No, no, this is Kjorg's bed. bed. Oh, it's Kjorg's bed. When yeah. I was jumping on it. still got blankets. It's just his blood is pouring. He's just. No, I'm taking him. I'm tying him up in the sheets as fast as possible. Okay. Okay. Brackle, get the window. Uh, <laughs> so I make it. Brackle, go, get the window. Uh, I go and open the window. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm, I'm visibly shook. Kjorg, <laughs> get rid of this. 
I'm gonna throw him out the window. <laughs> so bad when we find out these people are evil. Uh, yeah, the twist at the end is that you guys are the villains the whole time. <laughs> We've slain so many innocent oh, people. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> okay. So, I look at them and say, well, he was going to kill a servant earlier. Oh my gosh. Oh man. We are all so dead. <laughs> nope. Oh, this Don't let me forget that we have a body laying behind the house. No, that's the front of the house. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the front of the house. 100% the front of the house. Still throwing him. <laughs> I mean, it's too late. He's he's out the window. I guess he's wrapped in a blanket. Yep, he's wrapped in the blanket. I mean, there's a little bit of a buffer of grass between... Or he might have fallen on the bushes. I'll tell you what, I'll roll a 20. Yeah, he fell in the bushes. So he is like down in the flower bushes and such. But oh, he's in God. front of the house. I mean, Wrapped in a bloody blanket. Sun comes up. There's, a, see there's a dead guy in the yard. I mean, the good news is, is that it's three thirty-three. <laughs> yeah, thank God. I mean, who knows what might have happened if it had been like four or three? Oh, Stop! Geez. I'm dying. I'm okay. cramping. <laughs> I got it. My, th- my neck hurts. Okay, it's funny. It, I wrote in my notes. Depending on how the investigation of the first house goes, our group might have the upper hand or the lower hand. One of the three following things will likely happen. None of those was they cut a guy's throat first thing. (laughs) Throw him out the window. I mean, you had to know. Okay, you're in the room. A guy is now dead, thrown out the front window. I'm physically dying right now. Sorry. Okay. I've not laughed that hard in a long time. (laughs) That was real. That was the real deal. Okay, I need I needed more coffee after that. It's gone. All right. I'm glad that uh, Jeffrey went straight for the. He's gum throwing him out the window. Throw him out the window. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. There we go. You're in the room. You pause. You know, after you've thrown him out, I'll I'll assume that you pause just to kind of listen if there's anyone else following up. You don't you don't hear anyone coming. It, It seems at the moment as if no one heard it. Somehow, somehow, nobody heard the <laughs> as the body hit the ground outside. Hit the floor. <laughs> okay, so it's gonna go from room to room, slaughtering everyone. Oh and throwing my lord! Well, Saul, Saul's like, good job, Kyorg. Okay, so hang on, let me go out and see if there's anyone else. All right, roll me a stealth check. It's a thirteen on the dice. Okay, you're fine. That's like a seventeen. Yeah. So you step outside, quick glance, just like before, just like the first time before, and it seems like the hall is empty. At the moment, you know, if there are more guards on watch, they're not on your hallway right now. Okay, I'm going to check the staircase going up to the third floor. Okay. There's no one on the staircase. So if I, like, crest the top of the head of the and look both ways, look at her door, look at his door, is there anybody up there? Um... Okay, so you want to like creep up the steps without being seen? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll carry off that seventeen. 
You step up to the top. You do a kind of a quick look, and it would appear that there is someone standing in front of Braxton's door. If you sit there for very long, you'll see him walk back like across the hall on the banister back toward the ladies' room and then back. Okay. I go back down to the room, and I'm like, okay. Hey, guys. There's a flashlight cone coming out in front of him <laughs> where you can see his... Can you dodge the cone and he wouldn't see? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Uh, you go back downstairs. Go back downstairs and talk to the guys again. I'm like, okay. okay. So, um, Brackle, uh, York, there's another one upstairs. Do you just want to bring him in here and do the same thing? Let, let's let's try to not do that anymore if we can help it. Okay, so you want me to uh, to lure him downstairs too? Because he's there's a guy upstairs on the and he's going back and forth and uh, he's got this weird flash thing, light bulb. I don't know, it's weird, but he's just pacing back and forth upstairs. And uh, I don't think we're gonna get to Braxton's room without him knowing. Setting off an alarm, calling the city guard, finding bodies in the bushes. What do you think? Yeah, mm, I don't know. All right, I got this. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it to you. My way didn't work earlier, so. Y'all follow him out. You go out, Saul. Saul goes out. I watch. You stay from. You stay down at the room, or. I watch from the room surreptitiously. Okay, you can basically only see him get about halfway up the staircase from where you are, peeking out the room. That's fine. I'm just saying. Okay. You see him go down the hallway, and he he gets onto the staircase, and and as he turns. About halfway up, he disappears from your view. And I'm going to need another stealth check for this one. I'm not going to sneak. Okay. Well, you're planning on just walking up? I'm planning on on heading up the stairs and, and lighting a cigar about halfway up. And uh, doing a long, deep... That way there's a smell and, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of like I'm, you know, purposely not being sneaky. I got you. And I'm, and I'm going to crest the stairs and I'm going to try to time it so he's, you know, a little closer towards the stairs on purpose. And, mm-hmm. and just as I'm in comfortable speaking distance uh-huh. i'm gonna quietly say oh good evening hey man we got the, the everybody's going down the kitchen for a snack you you hungry let's go i got cigars okay it's the dwarf from oh, earlier God. he says oh cigars ah, here we go a fellow smoker roll me a persuasion or deception deception okay yeah i think that's a big one for you isn't it it's a plus seven. What'd you roll? I rolled a five on the dice. Okay. So it's a 12. All right. But I'm going to pull out that cigar and I'm going to hold it out in front of him. He kind of looks at you. He's like, do you like cigars? Uh, you, would you, you want this one? Um, haven't you been smoking that one? No, no. He pulls another one out of his jacket. Yeah, he'd rather not like, you know, share. Sure. No. Anyone of true stature smokes a whole one. Oh, right, right. For sure. He takes your, he takes your cigar, you know, assuming you help him light it. Oh, yeah. He starts smoking. He says, so you say snacks downstairs. Yeah, yeah. The captain was talking about food. The captain? Yeah. He was all, you know, upset about his arm being broke. So I went down and talked to him to make it better. And You, you talked to the captain. I mean, maybe it wasn't the captain, but the whoever the guy was was downstairs. What are you doing out of bed anyway? I'm a, have you met a tiefling before? One or two, maybe. Okay. Do we sleep as often as, you know, a human? I never really thought about it. Exactly. I'm a human, though, so. Well, apparently you're not hungry. Well, I could eat. Let's go. Uh, why don't you just tell them to bring me something up here? That's their job anyway. Sure, okay. All right. I'll be back. All right. I go downstairs. He kind of leans back against the wall smoking his cigar. Seems to really be enjoying it. Cool. Nice. I'm glad he loves it. Okay. I'm going to go 
downstairs. Jump on his neck and cut his throat and rip his head off. And roll it down the stairs. No. Sorry. Make a scarf from his intestines. Yeah. Yeah. When Kjorg and Brackle walk up there, scar. Saul had stabbed the dwarf 643 times in the chest. That's exactly what's going on in Saul's head. And still going. He's running him through a meat grinder right as they approach the top of the steps. <laughs> Sorry. This sounds like one of my games. <laughs> it does. It does. Okay, so you, you're going down the steps. Go, I'm, I'm going to go downstairs just like I was going to go get food. I'm going to okay. go straight past the Brackle can see what's going on or whatever. Head downstairs, and I'm going to head towards the kitchens. Okay. Do I meet anybody else along the way? You're heading toward the kitchen. You know the direction of the door, and you would go right for the dining hall. You would go left for the kitchens. You go left. There's a door there. You enter it. And it's not the kitchen. It's another hallway. And in this hallway, there are a couple of doors that obviously look like on one side of the room, there's doors that look like servants' quarters. You've seen them around sure. upstairs on the second mm-hmm. floor as well. Uh, you see down the end of the hallway, some lights and, and what looks like it's probably the kitchen. About three quarters down the hallway, there's a small door on your left. That It's kind of a little shorter and a little more narrow than all the rest of the doors. Oh, is this Bob? No, no, no. It's not like a hobbit door. <laughs> it's just... It, it's a dog it, door? It, well, no. It, it looks almost like, I don't know, a smaller, smaller door. door. Yeah. Perception and look like... I don't know that Saul would trigger off the fact that it was different. Because Saul doesn't really get this place no, anyway. Is it closed? It's cracked open. Does it like? Is it the same wood and style of the other doors? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the same. But as you walk past it, just a glance, there is candlelight down there. It looks like it's leading down. In the meanwhile, just to be clear, are Kjorg and Brackle both just chilling in the room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm trying to listen for any screams. Okay, yeah. You're tuned in to <laughs> death rattles, uh, blood-curling screams. Throats being cut. Things like that, yeah, gurgling. So, okay, Saul. Go on in the kitchen. Okay. Find something that's the leftover of whatever we had. All right. Throw it on a plate. Come back out in You the walk into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. There are 16 dragonborn. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> you, you walk into the kitchen, and... Ambush. There is a small table, not a table, like a like an island in the middle of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy, an older man standing there, and he's he's eating a plate of food. Uh, I come in, oh. you, you step in, he looks up, he goes, oh, uh, uh, hello. I'm starving, I'm famished, and the, the short one upstairs, is he's hungry too. Would you, would you like a cigar? He's dressed in like kitchen clothes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he works here. Yeah, you could tell that he's an older man. He's kind of a muscular dude standing there, and he says... Uh, star- it's, sir, it's it's the middle of the night. It's three thirty-five to be exact. Actually, did you not get to eat? Didn't you eat plenty at the feast? Oh no, no. You see, we tieflings, we have such the metabolism that we need so much food. Okay, is there, is, I mean, would you care to to share some or? Um, well, I mean, we've got some leftovers. Make from me the a feast. plate. Uh, sure, help yourself. Um, we've actually taken most of it down into the cellar where it's cooler to keep for the morning. You just go down there and help yourself to what you want. Cellar? Where's that? Uh, there's a there's a smaller door there on the right. Oh, yeah. I was just down there. I think I may have even left a candle. I don't think he's lying, do I? Do I need to roll inside? You have to roll inside if you want to know something like that. I don't yeah. want to roll inside. It's just a six. Okay. I mean... I look you think around he's the kitchen. Probably being honest. Is there is there food readily available in the kitchen other than his plate? Mm, no, actually, everything looks really clean and immaculate. 
Like you couldn't even tell that they had supper tonight. Like it's spick and span. Okay, Saul would go check out the cellar. Okay, you turn around, you go back down the hall a little bit, open the little door to the right, and there's some old wooden stairs heading down into the cellar. And it's an old root cellar. Um, and when I say an old root cellar, I mean it's it's dug into the ground. Actually, let me just real quickly. How big is this dragon that lives in the cellar? Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, you need to pull it up. That Saul's going to uh, yeah. take Let's out see. by himself. Ancient, ancient <clears throat> red dragon. Is that right? Let's see. Okay. Yeah. You see lots of shelves and things, foods. Um, you see. I'm taking like the first thing I see that's food. Like if there's a jar of pickles, I'm picking up a jar of pickles. Okay. If there's a piece of, you know, a turkey leg hanging in there. I'm I'd say there'd be some, some pickles. There's probably a little bit of some pork and things. I mean, stuff like that's not going to last very long. Mm-mm. It's going to last longer down here than it will. Up there. It's, it's, it's noticeably cooler down here. Okay. Yeah. You grab like a turkey leg and a pickle. Yep. You do anything else? I perceive my surroundings. 13. Okay. You perceive a cellar with food in it. Excellent. Okay. I take my food and I leave the cellar. All right. You go back upstairs. I go back upstairs. You head to the top. Is there any way that I can duck into Brackle's room without sure. the guy seeing me? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. So I'm going to stop along the way and be like, okay, Brackle, there's a dwarf upstairs smoking one of my cigars. I don't understand why the short one won't just come and get his own food, but he asked for food. I'm trying to lure him down here so we can, you know, take him out, decapitate him, cut off his ears, or just silence him, put him out. Do you, anybody got any ideas on, on how we get this guy to, you know, what's the, what are dwarfs like in this world? Let's avoid the decapitating, and they like rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and beards. Beards, that's true. They like rocks. Rocks. Interesting. Do they eat the rocks? Probably not. I don't think they're Gorons. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Got him. Um, I guess I will. Uh, I mean, I can handle this. I could go up there. I'm gonna use disguise self and turn myself to the captain. All right. I have an idea. Okay. Was the dwarf obviously under the captain? Yeah. I mean, you would have. You would have surmised. You need me to break your arm? Uh, I think that my disguise will work. Okay. I'll trust your judgment. Okay. I'm gonna... Since when? <laughs> <laughs> since since my judgment has proven poor, <laughs> I mean you could. Yeah, when I use disguise self, anyway. yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, make it can, look like make it I've look like you want. done something to like wrap it to my chest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm gonna use disguise self. Okay, you I'm gonna, use disguise self. I'm gonna look like the captain. You look like a man, kind of scarred up. Look like you haven't mm-hmm. showered in a few days. Tall, not. Thin, but not like buff either. A little bit of a gut, but, you know, still look like he'd be pretty stout in a hand-to-hand combat. And you disguise a broken arm wrapped in some sort That's of... awesome. So how I do it is I just kind of walk over into the corner of the room. You see me, like, crouch down for a minute, and then there's, like, a slight little spark, and I undulate real quick, and I turn around, and I look like that guy. Mm. I come back up, and I say, Okay, folks, peasants, I will, uh... I'll handle our dwarf. I'll send him downstairs and tell him that the tiefling's causing problems in the cellars. In cellars. cellars. Yeah, yeah, that's where the food is. I got these pickles. Turkey leg. So you saying that we need to take him out in the cellars? No, I'm going to send him down there, and uh, once you see him pass, you can come upstairs. Ah. Uh, yeah. I like a plan? Brackle? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, you head up the steps. You get about halfway up, and you're approaching... The dwarf is kind of sitting there, leaning back. He's making smoke rings with his cigar. And as he sees you kind of crest the top, he kind of like 
fumbles over his cigar, stands up. He's like, uh, sir, um, uh, Captain. What, what are you doing smoking in the house? Uh, it's, oh, Braxton it's, will be angry. What are you doing? It, it, was, uh, it, was, a, it was a gift, sir, from the tiefling. The tiefling. You mean the one that's downstairs in the cellar right now causing problems? Causing problems how? What do you mean? He's in the cellar. Okay. He's fighting a servant. Fighting a servant in the cellar? I'm telling you, these guys, they're, they're insane. Oh, I suppose you want me to go check it out then. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Have you seen any of the other guards? Uh, the other guards? You mean, what, is Bell not at the door? No. Okay. I haven't seen him. I, I've not seen him. Look, I've been up here all night, like you told me. What, you, and what are you doing? I thought you went home. <laughs> well, I mean, I came back. Braxton said he needed help. All right, roll me a deception check with advantage. Well, the low one's not good. Okay, what's the high one? The high one's a 16. <laughs> Since it's an advantage. Is that the roll or is that the... No, that's the base. It's okay. plus seven. Okay, so yeah, oh. you did great. Okay, when the deception. He believes you. He said, oh, oh, all right, fine. Just tell him, oh, what would you like me to do first? What, what go down do? the cellars. All right. Check out the cellars. Okay. If there's nothing there, uh huh. go in the uh, the kitchens. Check the kitchens. Okay. Uh, just just search the lower level inside the house. Look for look for the tiefling. Well, if Bill's not at the door, he's probably outside smoking or something. I could look for him if you'd like. Just um, do a perimeter check. All the inside of the house first. Then then <laughs> check the back. Our, oh. No need to check the front. I just came that way. There's nothing there. Um, all right, that's fine. I'll 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 go. Is it? Do you? Are you going to watch the door here? I suppose. It, Never well, mind. I'll. It's you. Just go check. If you don't see him, just just wait in the kitchens for me. I'll be there. All right. He he goes down the stairs. He kind of briskly is making his way down to the bottom floor. Okay, I'm going to wait for him to get well away. Come back down the stairs. Tell the others to get up. Come, all right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. All right. You all three leave. Yep. It's upstairs. And, okay. What do you do? I'm going to Braxton's door. Okay. And I'm going to softly see if I can turn the handle. Okay. The handle is locked. I'm going to use my thieves tools to break in. Okay. That's an 11. That is not enough. You go to fiddle with the lock, but after a couple minutes, you realize um, it's not working. Mm. I'm going to turn around and present my tools to Brackle and be like, I can't get it. It's been a long time since I had to do something so simple. Uh, sure. So I should try picking the lock. Okay. So I'm assuming you don't have proficiency with thieves tools. No. Okay. So you just add your decks. That's a 13. Okay. That's actually enough. So you get in there and I guess maybe you're just more familiar with the way that locks work in Branchire. <laughs> I mean, maybe you know the locksmith. I don't know. Or maybe you're just quicker on your feet tonight and you feel that click and the door unlatches. Uh, Saul's gonna silently go in. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hope that you're enjoying this episode so far. This sneaky, sneaky sort of episode through the home of Braxton Tarek. As I've said many times recently, we are closing in on the final episodes of season two. Things are about to get crazy. You don't want to miss the last part of this episode and the subsequent episodes to come. But before we move on along with that, I do have a couple of things to mention. First of all, I'd like to give a big shout out to our friends at DiceEnvy.com. 
This website provides all of the dice that you could need for your gaming table. In fact, they're currently running a Kickstarter campaign for some beautiful wooden sets of dice. I know they've already had a lot of success, and if you're interested in some of those, you should go check them out. Uh, just go to DiceEnvy.com. You can follow links there, or you can go to Kickstarter and search for Dice Envy. Uh, and if you go to DiceEnvy.com and make a purchase using the link in our show notes, you can use the code HEROES, all caps, to get 10% off of your order. So go to DiceEnvy.com and check out what they got. I'd also like to mention BattleBards.com, website that has been so kind in allowing us to use their sound effects and music for our show. And if you're interested in using some of those same battle effects and background musics and just all kinds of things they provide, then why not check out a BattleBards Prime subscription? You can get 15% off using the code MBHPODCAST. So per the use, I do want to give a shout out to a couple fans who have been so kind as to leave us a five-star review. If you're a fan of the show, you listen, and you have not left us a five-star review, please go to your favorite podcasting service, and if they allow reviews, leave us one of those. It helps us get noticed. It lets other people that check out our show know that we're a quality show that's worth their time, and it also just lets us know how much you love us because we know we know that it's it, run, it runs deep that love, just as our love for you runs deep in our veins. Uh, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, go to MBH Podcast on Twitter or Facebook.com slash MBH Podcast. Also, I would like to just mention in passing, we are closing in on finally submitting our Patreon page. So please stay tuned for information on that. We are planning on launching it full scale in the month of May. So that's exciting. But for now, I want to give a shout out to a couple of fans who have been very, very kind in leaving us a five-star review. The first one comes from fan of the show, Joe Masta One, entitled Excellent. This review says, I've been listening for the past few weeks. The show is great. The sound quality is top-notch, and the story is actually really cool. The players are all hilarious and very fun. I was disappointed with the cussing found in other D&D podcasts and was very happy to find this one. MBH podcast is great. My favorite episode has been Servance's origin story. Uh, thanks so much, Joe Masta. As I've said plenty of times, we made a very deliberate choice to keep this uh, family-friendly show with no bad language or anything like that. And we love that you appreciate that. Thank you for checking us out. That origin story for Servance is a lot of people's favorite episode. We worked really hard on that one. I'm, I'm very proud of it. So thanks for listening, and thanks so much for the five-star review. How about one more? Here's a review from Copeland CD entitled Just Wonderful from back in March. This review says, Obviously, a great group of friends having a wonderful time playing the best game ever created. The show is simply wonderful. That is short, sweet, and to the point. Thank you so much, Copeland CD. That's some high praise to say that our show is wonderful. Uh, we think it is, but we love playing it. It's like you said, we are a group of friends. We love one another. We've known each other for years. And if there's one thing that we love doing, it is getting together, rolling some dice, and pretending to be other people. It's, uh, it's a blast. Hey, if you want to have your five-star review read on the show, just go to iTunes, go to Stitcher.com, or wherever you can do so, and leave us that review, and we'll read it right here on the show. That's enough for me. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get back into the Sneaky Snakes, shall we? Go into the room. 
pretty dark in here. But you got not you got dark vision, right? I do. Brackle would have trouble seeing inside. Okay, so you step inside, and what you have here is kind of like a sitting room, a den, a living room. You know, it's got a desk over uh, on the right side of the room, and with a nice high back chair sitting at it. It's kind of like you know he has his office downstairs where he meets with the townsfolk and deals with them. This is kind of like his personal study in terms of that over there. And then there's a lounge, a couple of lounge chairs, a couch. There's a little table, kind of like a small little dining table, probably if you has meals alone, things like that in here, uh, stuff like that. There's a few bookshelves. It's a very large room. In the very back, there's another door. There's a small door on the right. And I say small door, it's probably the same size. You know, there's another door on the right. And there is a smaller door on the left. So there's a small door on the right and a smaller door on the left. Yes. And then, you know, a door in the back. Okay. Which one is most likely the bedroom? Roll me inside, I guess. Roll me. I would like to, I'd like to kind of like. Investigation. Yeah. I'd like to check out the room for anything of importance at all. Okay. Brackle, what are you doing? I'm a pee on the floor. All right. Brackle steps in, takes a pee on the floor. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I just look around similarly. Okay. Um, York? I'm just gonna wait for them to move because I'm not the stealth okay. guy. Okay, so you kind of watch the door? Yeah. I'm hang not, back? Yeah. All right, you hang back and watch the door. Do y'all leave it open or you put your clothes? I'm gonna close clothes. Okay, door's closed. Lock it. All right, Saul. Ooh, cure you about to lock it. You go to look around the room. Give me an investigation check. Roll to 10. Total? Yes. Okay. I got a five. So, uh, Saul, you... <laughs> You look around the room, you're looking, you're looking. Like I said, you see the bookshelves, you see his shoes over by one of the couches, probably where he kicked them off earlier. Uh, you do find his desk, which has a lot of papers and stuff on it. Is there a swirly pendant? There's not. Anything cool in the papers? Even with dark vision, it's, it's kind of hard for you to read these papers. Okay, I'm going to go over and softly try to open the door that's most likely the door to the bedroom. Okay, you go to the back. Of the room, I mean, you would assume that's the one. Yep. And uh, roll me a sleight of hand. Ooh, got a plus six on that one. That's a twenty or a nineteen. Okay. Total. Yes. You're able to deftly and quietly open the handle and creep it open, and inside is what you would expect: uh, bedroom, small chair on the right with a little like vanity sort of deal, like a dresser. There is a chair in the back. There is a large four-post bed, you know, with um, not like big drapes hanging down, nothing like that, but a very large and extravagant-looking bed. And sitting in the middle of it, cross-legged, is Braxton Tarek. Cross-legged. Mm-hmm. Kind of like sitting in the middle of the bed, Indian style. Eyes open? You can't really tell from here. Brackle. Yes. You didn't find anything. Okay. Am I in there with Braxton now? I'm assuming you're like behind Saul as Saul opens the door. Did you step inside, Saul? Mm. Am I within 30 feet of him? Yeah. Saul's going to spend an action to coat his dagger in venom. Okay, you coat your dagger in venom. And he's going to step into the room. Not He's not, I mean, if he's asleep, he's going to walk slowly enough that if he's asleep, it's not going to jar him. But, uh... Okay. I'm thinking this is like an elvish sleep thing. So I'm, I'm going to walk in expecting him to speak to me. Okay. With My dagger's still not visible. I don't want to be threatening. And I wanted to have dropped my disguise before I step into the room. Okay. I'll say that your sleight of hand, which was a 
like a 19, 19 yeah. is good enough for you to hide your dagger kind of behind you. Brackler, are you following him in? Yes. Jorg, what are you doing? You still guarding the door? Yep. Okay. You step through the door. My intention is, if he's asleep, to come up beside him and him to wake up with my dagger to his throat. If he acknowledges me, Saul's intention is to speak about a ruckus, the Sir Braxton, we need you. There's something wrong. The guards, there's a, there's a fight. Okay. You step into the room, and as you're walking forward, he lifts his head. The way he was kind of sitting, his head was kind of tilted forward. He kind of lifts it up and, and tilts it slightly to the side. Mm-hmm. He looks up and he says, Tell me, what is it this time, Saul? <laughs> Spin me a yarn. Tell me why you're in my bedroom in the middle of the night. Get out of my head, Charles. Charles, get out of my head. <laughs> in response, I'm going to thaumaturgy to change my eyes so that they're glowing black okay. red. Okay. And as threatening, as intimidatingly as possible, mm-hmm. I'm going to respond, I'm here to figure out the truth of Braxton Tarek, and I'm going to brandish my dagger, and I'm going to rush him. Okay. He's going to be like, nice try, boy. You're dead. You rush him. Give me just one second. Let me figure out exactly how you die. How should I kill? What's the best way to kill you? How do we get rid of Saul? How, how do you? How do y'all think Saul should die? Let's remove all of his skin, and then Braxton Tart can wear it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We could just give him two of every organ he has, so he like explodes of organs. Yes. Brackle, do you also rush forward? I stand back, and I'm a little taken aback by the sudden turn of events, but I <laughs> uh, draw my bow, but I don't I don't shoot or anything. I just kind of am covering him. So much for interrogating him. Okay, Saul, so you rush forward, probably going to try to swoop up the side and get to him. Mm-hmm. Roll me a D4. Uh, three? You slam into this solid wall. I mean, it's like you were running full speed into a brick wall. And you bounce off of it, and you crack your forehead for three force damage of just ramming into this wall. And you don't see anything or nothing there, but it's like you just bounced off of a wall, and and Tarek's just kind of chuckling. (laughs) Oh, so you're powerful. Who tell? Power. You don't know anything about power. When he says that, the door behind you slams shut. Kjorg, the door between you and Brackle and uh, Saul just slams shut really hard. So there's bookshelves in there? There are bookshelves, yeah. I'm going to move both bookshelves or however many bookshelves there are in front of the other door. The so door people out? people can't get okay. in. Okay, you go to put bookshelves. You're putting bookshelves in front of the door. It's time we get answers, Tarek. Brackle, what is the thorn in your heel? What is it? I can't put my finger on it. Listen, you've not been straight with us. There's something going on here. We know there's something more to this festival than what meets the eye. I didn't want to have to handle things this way. but you. Oh, there's something more to all this. You figured it out. There's something more. It's Optimus I, Prime. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than meets the eye. He says that. He kind of steps off the side of the, of the bed as he's saying this. Of course, there's something more. You are you are such foolish. And he kind of like waves his hand at you. And when he does, you go flying back against the wall, and you're just held against the wall, Brackle. And Saul, you're trying to get up, but every time you get up on a knee, it pushes you back down on your belly. Oh 
man. And he steps forward and he puts his foot like right on the back of your neck, Saul. So tell me, Tiefling, where is all of your power, Prince of the Nine Hells? And you just feel a lash across your back and you take six damage. Tell me, tell me how powerful you are, devil. Why don't you bring Balor demons at your beck and call and another lash just goes across your back for another six damage. He looks up at you, Brackle, and he says, why didn't you just stay in the woods? You threatened my home. Your home? What? Branshire? This city, with all of its children. Kjorg, while this is going on, I'm assuming you've moved the bookshelves. You head toward the door? Yes. Are you trying to open it? Yes. All right, roll me a strength check. I'm going to strength this door open. Athletics is fine, too. An eight. Okay, so it's a 13. Yeah. That's not going to be enough. You you pull on the door, and it's like it gives, but then it's like it snaps back into place. You know what I mean? And Braxton can tell someone's trying to open the door. This quaint little country town, Branshire, with all of its gullible little people, its little halflings, its little humans, its temple to Palor, and it's all good and sunshine every day. Is that right? Is that what you want, Brackle? I know this place will never be perfect, but... It'll improve vastly when you're out of here. Well, I don't plan on leaving till I'm done. And when he says that, another lash goes across your back. Saul, how much HP do you have? You're going to knock me out right here before I get to talk. Okay, you're not knocked out. You're you're like, got- you're holding on to one. Okay. okay. So you have an opportunity to say something. Listen, Tarek, I filleted Balor for fun. You kill me tonight, I'll come back from the hills. Or rather, my father will... Oh, you're right. Maybe I should keep you alive. And when he says that, your head kind of clonks on the ground, and it just knocks you unconscious. He looks up at you, Brackle. Uh, Kjorg, roll me another strength save, or another athletics check. Can I just, like, attack the door? destroy the door? Yeah. It makes it smite you can, you can give it a shot. Smite it. An 18 plus... Oh, boy. Disintegrate that door. Okay, so that's a 24 to hit. So that's enough to really wreck that door. You're saying there, you're, you're trying to pull the door back and you're yanking on it and it's not moving. And you recall hitting that table in the Tower of Sylvandale there and how it like just exploded. So you pull out your mace and when you do, that blue grip, it just kind of radiates a little bit. And you bring it swinging right into the door and you felt like you had a pretty good swing on it. You really put a lot of oomph behind it. But when it hits, you realize, no, this is like a critical hit and the door explodes. And when it does, you see before you Braxton Tarek standing there with his foot on Saul's chest, or back, on Saul's back. Saul's not moving, and all the debris from the door, like, bounces off of some sort of, like, a clear, like, air. It's just bouncing off the air in front of Tarek. And he looks up at you, and when he does, Brackle, you feel his hold on you release for just a second. I try to grab Saul and run. Good luck. Okay. I'm going to need you to roll me some sort of a save to, like, break free. Let's call it... A wisdom safe. Wisdom. That is a 21. Okay, so that is good enough. You pull against it and you feel it push you back against the wall again, but then you kind of just dig deep. You know, you almost summon that ranger touch with in tune with nature and magic that you've got, and you just break through this barrier he's got holding you down. You jump on the saw and grab him, okay? And you're going to try and pull him away? Yeah, I want to try to head toward the door with him. You grab his feet and you go to pull him, and Braxton is, is literally standing on him. Oh, I'll try to kick away his shoe, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Kjorg, what are you doing as you see Brackle kind of jump down for Saul? Well, I'm going to run and swing at that 
whatever is an invisible wall. Okay, so you step forward and just try to hit Tarek. Yeah. All right, go for it. Roll it. 17. Okay, so you swing your mace as hard as you can, and it collides with whatever force is stopping things from getting to Tarek. And when it does, it just bounces back at you. It almost jerks the mace out of your hand, like Mm. behind you. But we'll say that was enough that, Brackle, you can yank Saul free from his foot and drag him. Okay, so I drag him. All right, you drag him, and you're just you just hold him by the feet, running backwards. Like how how you doing this? To get out of the door, I do, and then when it, once I'm clear, I do try to pick him up in a more safe way. Okay, Kjorg, he steps forward toward you, kind of chuckling. <laughs> he reaches out, puts a hand on your shoulder, and he says, "Get out of my way!" And you feel this electricity shock through your body, and uh, you take eleven lightning damage. Nice. As this electricity kind of courses through your body. And when it does, he tosses you back and you fly back through the door. You just kind of fall down beside Brackle. And Brackle is throwing Saul over his shoulder. And Tarek's kind of walking towards you guys, chuckling. <laughs> and Brackle, you look up after you've thrown Saul over your shoulder and you realize that there are two bookshelves uh, leaned against the door, <laughs> blocking you from going through it. Oh, so the door's no longer open? Nope. Well, you're through the door to the bedroom. Oh, okay. You're back in the sitting room. Okay. So... I drop Saul. Okay. I draw my bow. Okay. And fire if I can. All right. We die. Rig nabbit. Uh, <laughs> we're doing great. Y'all are just crapping these rolls. I mean, right it's now. a sixteen because I'm boss, but still, it was a low roll. Oh, that's actually good enough to hit him. Awesome. Except for the fact that right when it's about to hit him, it reflects off of this invisible wall thing. That's amazing. I pee on the invisible wall. (laughs) That does it. It it disintegrates. No, I'm just kidding. You fire an arrow right at his face, and he looks concerned for just a moment, but then it ricochets off of that same sort of thing that he's done, and he does another grin, and he says, Brackle, I think that's enough of your toys. And he lifts his hand towards you, and I need you to make me a strength check. Just a check? Yep, strength check. That is a 21. Okay, you feel this energy, this force kind of wrap your body up and try to lift you up off the ground. But when you do, you're able to fight through it. And I'm going to give you another chance to attack him right here if you want to. Okay, I fire another arrow. Okay, you fire another arrow. Roll it. 20, 20. That is a 27. That's a hit. What's the damage? Nine. Okay, this arrow sinks into his shoulder. And when it does, he lets out a little huh, and he turns to it. And he turns back. Kjorg, what are you doing? You're on the ground during this. You get up. Getting up. Okay, you swing at him. What do you do? Yeah. Okay. That's a 15. That'll hit. Oh. It's eight damage. Saul, roll me a... Death saving throw? No, constitution save. He didn't kill you. He knocked you out. So I'm going to say he didn't drop you to zero hit points. He he purposefully kept you alive. He doesn't want you dying. You know what I'm saying? Plus one to con. So roll me a constitution save. That's a... In. Okay, that'll do it. So tenor higher was going to wake you up. You are being carried around. You wake. You're coming to. You feel awful. Your back is bleeding. Your whole body hurts, and you're laying on the ground next to Brackle. Kjorg, you come up swinging, and you hit him right in the chest. And when you do, he lets out another yell. He stumbles back toward the door, and he just looks up and he says, "You three have no idea what you've gotten yourselves into." And when he says that, the room around you completely changes. Oh, no. And 
You're not in the house. You're standing over what looks like a giant pit between you and him. Pit or dark pit? You're no longer like, you know, 10 feet away from him. Now it looks like you're 50 feet away from him, maybe 60 feet. And between you is this great chasm and and coming up from below you is this sound like nothing that you've ever heard before. And there is some eerie presence radiating up toward you. Like you don't, you don't see anything, you can't smell it, but you are gripped with some sort of fear. And Tarek is levitating on the other side, and he is slowly coming toward the three of you. And he says, "What was chained will be unleashed." The three of you are lifted up off the floor like him, and brought toward him over this pit. And that's where we're going to stop. I knew you were going to say that. Why? We're all going to die. Why? Thanks for playing. I'm sorry to leave it on such a cliffhanger like that. Man, you're not sorry. Don't lie. It's rough. You're evil. But, man, we're we're in the heat of it now. We're right down in the middle of it now, boys. We're about to be dropped into the abyss. It's all coming. That does it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, You'll have to tune in next week to see... If they're going to live past this point, we love you. Bye-bye. We love you. Bye.